Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Jessalitis. The Hammer High School Sports Podcast brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. On this week's podcast, Harrison has the sword. Central Catholic is starting to heat up, and Lafayette Jeff remains undefeated. But right now, uh, we get us started off with uh, Coach Shane Fry of the Westside Red Devils. They went out to Cass, number one in 2A, the Red Devils number one in 3A. Cass only giving up an average 10 points a game. Uh, that didn't last long as uh, West Lafayette put up 58 points on them, and they get the victory 58-21. to 21. Coach, I feel like we're doing this every week. I could just rerun the same thing. It's wash, rinse, repeat with you guys. I mean, you put up the points. Kyle Adams has another fantastic night through the air, on the ground. I mean, you guys just remain so consistent. Yeah, uh, the offense was definitely uh, working on Friday night. Um, you know, credit the O-line. Uh, you know, we haven't been able to, to run the ball um, against every team we've played. Uh, we've kind of sta- been stagnant at times, and uh, Friday night we were able to start out running the ball and passing the ball, and uh, I don't know how many yards we ended up with, but I think we, we ran the ball for almost 300, and uh, so it was nice to to get the running game going, and and obviously we knew Cass was a, a really good defensive team, uh, but it, it is tough to stop the run and pass, and we just kind of had them on their heels. I also see that uh, Caleb Crockover bro- broke that state record for career extra points. Uh, talk a little bit about his career. The kickers never get a lot of love here, especially when you only let them kick extra points all the time because you guys keep scoring. But uh, talk a little bit about uh, Caleb's contribution over the last four years of the program. Caleb is an outstanding kicker, outstanding kid. Um, you know, he is a good soccer player growing up, but he decided that he just wanted to kick football and uh, so dedicated to his craft. Um, you know, he goes to camps, he works individually. Uh, he just constantly works and works on what he does and, and to see where he's come from his freshman year. He was solid on PATs his freshman year, um, didn't have a real strong leg, and that was, you know, partly because I think he was maybe like 5'4", 135 pounds as a freshman. Um, but he's just kept building strength. Um, he works out with our guys. Uh, he, and, man, he, his leg strength is, is phenomenal. He kicked the opening kickoff Friday night through the uprights. Um, so, you know, in the past we are kind of thinking, you know, hoping, hey, we hope this is a touchback, whatever. Now it's, is it going to fly out of the back of the end zone or, or you know, just make the end zone? And, and those touchbacks have helped our defense tremendously. So, uh you you would know this. Is he planning on trying to kick at the next level then too? Is he going to maybe try to make a little bit of a career out of this? Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, he's been on a lot of visits to different schools, and uh, he's you know kicking is a kind of a different recruiting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not many schools pulled the trigger early on kickers, so um, he's just kind of letting it take its course and, and visiting some different schools and, and seeing academically where he fits. But yes, he will definitely be kicking in college. So you guys have the uh, Twin Lakes entering uh, Indians this week. Uh, Scott Mannering is, uh, well, I mean, the du- dude's been doing it for quite some time with his uh, version of the wing, and I know uh, that can always, uh, we, we talked about this before uh, with the Rensselaer Central game, if you're, specifically your linebackers, I mean, people get out of their uh, assignments, it's a big problem. So talk a little bit about uh, what you've seen out of the Indians so far and uh, what concerns you going into this one. Yeah, they're playing hard. Uh, we can see that on film. Um, their defense is really strong. You know, they lost to Central Catholic, but uh, you know, held them to 13 points. And Coach Mannering is a Hall of Fame coach. We've got all the respect in the world for him. And and what's kind of scary about this is he's got to see a, a couple films of us facing wing T teams. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, he's probably watching that film, finding little things that where he can exploit us and. Uh, 
you know, being that good a coach, he, he kind of has an answer for whatever you do. If you're going to defend uh, one of his plays this way, he's going to do this. If you're going to defend it that way, he's going to do that. So um, we've really got a lot of respect for him. And, and his team, you can tell each year gets better running that system. Um, before he got there, uh, they kind of didn't have an offensive identity. Now they do. And uh, I think they're doing a good job of running the offense. And I think him watching us on film, he's going to find some things. And, and we're going to have to combat it. Um, we're going to have to figure out where they're trying to attack us and make the adjustments necessary and, and get some stops on defense. Two games before the sectional here, and I'm actually kind of scared to ask this question because I'm scared of what the answer might be, but uh, are the West Lafayette Red Devils playing their best football right now? No, um, def- definitely not playing our best football. Um, you know, I know everybody saw the score from Friday night, but the way we started was was uh, not good at all. Um, we gave up a t- long touchdown um, and then an onside kick, uh, just kind of slow out of the start. Um, special teams continues to need work. We we need work everywhere, and, I, and I'm not just saying that. We we really do, and the guys know that too. Um, you know, they they know we're not nitpicking things. We we've got to get better at places, and and we're addressing that. And I, I think we do continue to get better. Um, we're having a good week of practice, and and we just need to keep going. And and I think we're close. We're getting in better shape. Um, we've kind of got our rotations down, and, and uh, you know, we still have a few more weeks, um, and, and we want to be playing our best in November. So that's the goal. You know, I, I talked to all the coaches all week. You're, you're usually the last one on the, uh, on the interview route here, but uh, you're not the only one to tell me that uh, last week you didn't feel like this team was playing their best football, getting off the slow starts. Um, I've heard a couple of coaches say that about their squads as well. Is it something about maybe this part of the season where you feel like, Maybe some complacency sits in or anything like that. Is it just, or is that completely unusual to you? Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, no, I definitely don't think it's complacency. I just think it's, uh, you know, the football game is 48 minutes long, and and that's what we want to train our guys to play is 48 minutes. If you take two minutes off, um, you know that that can be uh, catastrophe, mm-hmm. and and you you can't. You've got to stay focused. Um, and I think, you know, the regular season is great because everything that happens is, is a learning experience. And I think our guys will learn from that, that, that maybe they weren't awake and ready to play right away. And they need to be the one thing that, that I really, uh, credit our team. Uh, and, uh, you know, we went down seven zero early, they get the onside kick, then they drive all the way down the field. We get them, we get a stop at the one yard line. Nobody freaked out. Uh, nobody was freaking out on the sidelines. Our kids were, Hey, we just gotta, you know, let whatever's happening run its course. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. Um, and, and you know, once we got that stop and we had the ball, then that was kind of all she wrote. And that that's a credit to our kids of not panicking and believing in themselves and believing in their ability. And and they did a good job. Coach Shane Fry, the West Side Red Devils coach, always appreciate the time and best of luck on uh, Friday night and hopefully Sunday. Sectional draw is uh, kind to you. Uh, sectional twenty eight is jam packed. Three teams that are six and one. Two teams that are five and two right now in there. That is, uh, boy, the, the draw is really going to impact how this thing uh, comes out. I think so. Uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed for the Red Devils. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, and thanks for having me on. Well, meanwhile, last Saturday, unable to take that game in, uh, Clayton Duffy and myself were on the call for the Sword Game, a uh, game that McCutcheon lost forty-two to fourteen. Really struggled to do anything offensively and could not slow down that Harrison Raider offense. In fact. Uh, they gave up uh, almost three 100-yard rushers in that game. I think about like five yards short of having their third 100-yard rusher. Coach Ken Frahiger, that is uh, not what I am accustomed to 
uh, when I go out and watch McCutcheon Maverick football? Nope, not not in years past. Nope, we uh, uh, I played very poorly. Um, not much, not much intensity, out of position quite a bit, and uh, yeah, just just disappointing our performance. Do you feel? I feel like that thing may have taken a turn there on that opening drive. You guys are moving the ball well. Mason chucks that ball deep. It gets undercut, and, and it's returned. But then you guys came back, and you guys scored after that. I feel like just that little part right there seems like that got you in enough of a hole early on. Is, is that kind of your takeaway too? Well, yeah, we, uh, yeah, I mean, we I, we never stopped him really. I mean, we you know we stopped him one time begin the uh, second half, but you know we we scored to make it fourteen uh, seven. I mean, you get a turnover, get the, or, you know get a stop, get the ball back, and and you got a chance to go down and make it fourteen all. And everybody's feeling pretty good about themselves. So, you know, 500 yards offense later against us. I mean, we, we didn't get that done. So we we got a lot of work to do before before we see them again in a couple of weeks. I did watch you run the same play five times in a row that resulted in that touchdown. Is that the first time you've ever done something like that? Oh my God, no! I was offensive coordinator years ago, and I ran a play 14 times in a row. I mean, <laughs> I mean. Hey, if it's not if it's not broke, don't fix it. So I mean, uh, Rory was doing a nice job, and we were getting the edge, and I mean, it was it, it worked. So no, I I don't think that's wrong. If if, if it's working, I mean, I, we're gonna, we're going to stay with it. It really seemed like Mason Douglas, especially with the zone read that you guys like to run there, it really seemed to want to take over that game in in the second half. Was that kind of the game plan for you guys? Or was that just an adjustment you were trying to make, or? Was that just what he was taking? Whatever the defense was giving him on those plays. Well, I, yeah, I think I think he was taking what the defense was giving him, and he, you know, he's uh, he, he really has continued to improve. We had the accuracy of the passes. You know, we, you know, we had he had two drops Friday night for touchdowns. Um, he he really is. I mean, he's he's a great leader for us. And and, and you know, we talked about all week long, about all weekend afterwards, about you know what we got to do to beat Harrison because that's uh, uh, I mean. I mean, they're the favorites in the sectional, and you know what do we have to do to beat them? So he's, uh, we'll continue to work at it, and, and the kids had a good attitude when they came in on Saturday, and, and we'll see how we do. Well, you got a couple games here left until that uh, first round of sectionals. Of course, that draw will be on Sunday, but uh, Muncie Central, the opponent this week, a team that uh, is still looking for its first win on the season. Uh, how do you prepare for the Bearcats? What are you seeing uh, when it comes to film on Muncie Central? Well, that's, that's a great question. First of all, they're huge physically. I mean, they, I mean, they go 280, 260, 250 across the front, and uh, they've got a back who's the leading rusher in the, in, the, in the NCC. So, you know, that's something that we struggle with. So, you know, for, for us, really, in, in terms of preparation, you know, we think this is a good game. And, and God, you know, you know, they haven't won yet, but they've lost by six, you know, twice, um, I mean, we've got to get a bus and ride for two hours. So, again, another thing that we're going to have to, to factor in, and uh, I think it's a good game for us because we have got to stop the run for us to have a chance to beat Harrison, and this is a good game for us to, to work on that. Do you feel like with the practice and everything this week, it's just the details, that's what we're working on this week? I mean, we mentioned a couple of drop passes in the in the sword game there. I know this had to be frustrating. Is it just cleaning up those details right now? Well, yeah, and it's, it's still trying to. We're still working on our attitudes, quite frankly. I mean, we, you know, we 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 feel like we're we're not where we need to be yet. Um, you know, we just uh, you know we tell our kids all the time we've got to get tougher. We got to continue to get tougher. We got to continue to to handle things that aren't aren't going well. Got to got to embrace the suck, if you will. I mean, mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes things don't go well, and you got to learn to embrace that and move on. So, yeah, we're still dealing with those kind of things. But that's welcome to high school football. Ken Frahiger, coach of the uh, McCutcheon Mavericks, uh, trying to finish out the uh, season with back-to-back wins here. Uh, They'll have to do it uh, by starting with Muncie Central this Friday night. Coach, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thanks for all you do for football. Coach Ken Frahiger, the McCutcheon Mavericks. I never have to worry about him trying to sugarcoat it no matter what. He will always shoot me straight. I love that about him.
Love all of our area coaches, man. They always do such a great job. Hey, the Hammer High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all of the high school awards, jackets, and spirit wear. The Athlete also offers game balls, whether it's uh, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game. The Athlete at 2424 Teal Road. Joe and company do a tremendous job. If you're looking for something specific spirit wear-wise, they got a great assortment of things. you got to go over there and check it out. Nice store, nice and clean, friendly people. If you're looking for something specific, talk to the crew over there. They can get you taken care of. So I get my hammer shirts done, man. They're fantastic over at the Athlete 2424 Teal Row. So uh, this week, and uh, we like to change it up here in the middle of the podcast every week now. A guy I always run into, I I do some of his shows, he does some of mine, is uh, Andrew Pogar from uh, WLFI. And, you know, he's got the thinking. Every time I talk to him, we're always just talking about local high school sports and everything. So I kind of want to get to know a little bit more about him, uh, what goes into the job that he does that you guys see every Friday night during the frenzy and and during the weekday broadcast. Saturdays, he's out there working the sidelines at Purdue. So kind of wanted to get an idea of what he's all about, where he comes from, how he ends up in West Lafayette, because he's a New Englander. Uh, how he ends up in West Lafayette, and uh, the connection that he's made with uh, a lot of these student fan bases uh, across the area. Great conversation. Check it out. All right, the Hammer High School Sports Podcast, and uh, now we can change it up a little bit here. Let's talk to uh, Andrew Pogar. Now, you see him on WLFI on the Friday Night Frenzy. He's the guy. He's the lead sports anchor there. He's getting you the highlights. Uh, He's breaking it all down for you, and uh, really glad to get to talk to him because, Andrew, every time I talk to you, we're always discussing, you know, sports. We're discussing local, you know, athletes and stuff like that. But honestly, I don't think anybody ever really gets to know you, you, man. So I kind of want to talk to you a little bit, kind of get an idea who you are, where you come from, why you got into this whole mess. So uh, you are you are a New Englander by birth, correct? Correct. Right. From Maine, state of Maine, yep. So uh, how, how does one then end up in, uh, in Lafayette, Indiana then? I have, uh, since I've arrived here, four years ago now that's a question i've been asked a lot so um usually someone who pursues the career that i'm in their first job um is in a place they probably least expect one of my closest friends from north carolina his first gig was in bismarck north dakota and so when it came time to applying for a job you can't be picky obviously with your first opportunity because you're just trying to get your foot in the door so for me um I had um, spent a little time up in South Bend for an internship while I was in school, and that's a form of a family connection. Um, so I had some familiarity with Indiana, but I saw the opening for West Lafayette, and I just figured I got nothing to lose here. Um, it had been probably the 10th job I've applied to, and uh, the previous nine I never heard back. And so when it came time to this one, I, I went for it and um, got a call from Jeff Smith, our uh, weeknight co-anchor, who's also our news director, and within 48 hours or so, I was I was brought on board. So it's very quick, considering how long I spent trying to find a job. Um, when I received some interest, and uh, when it came time to actually making the official hire, uh, it went pretty quick. So, and here we are, four and a half years later. Did you have a moment when you were younger? Was there a, a specific person, maybe that? You know, you all of a sudden decide, man, I, I want to talk about sports. Or did you have something else, com- completely something else in mind, and you were just like, hey, this, you fell into it. So uh, w- at what point do you arrive of, hey, I'm going to do sports for a living on TV? Yeah, I would say I, 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 I wanted to tell 
sports on television like you see on Sports Center. But then I also was interested in play-by-play. Um, but play-by-play, to make a career of that, is, and I'm finding a lot of the interns that we get at our station nowadays have an interest in that, it's so difficult. I'm not discouraging anyone from, from going for it, but I knew either one of those directions is what I wanted to go into. But I just remember growing up as a kid and watching Sports Center and um, back then, they didn't have like the, the side panel where it said what highlight was coming up. It just was one highlight after the next. And you never knew what was coming. And so back in the day when, I don't know, let's just say as a New England sports fan, the Red Sox came on and their highlight, that was like a huge deal. I was so excited to hear from Linda Cohn and Dan Patrick or Keith Olbermann. And and um, just watching that, I, I knew I wanted to try to play sports. But if that fell through, then I wanted to cover it in some capacity. And so... Um, that led me to, you know, doing what I'm doing right now. And, um, it's not even really a job, man. I mean, there are stressful days, but it's fun. It's sports. Sports is supposed to be fun. And when we have interns at our station and we do some on-air opportunities with them, they're all serious, they're nervous. And I always say, the first thing I say is, listen, this is, this is sports. This is not, we're not at a funeral. Like, let's lighten up. Let's have some fun. And that's what I always try to remember, uh, when there are some tough days. But yeah, it dates back to watching Sports Center when I was a kid. See, I was I was more of a Kilborn guy myself, but to each their own. Uh, so, did you do? You know, there's a lot of us, especially in radio and stuff. We always have these stories. Did you ever do the uh, tapes? You ever pop in the cassette tape and record yourself doing the highlights or anything like that? Do you remember doing anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, um, I quit playing football after my sophomore year, and uh, instead helped. Every Friday, we would do a play-by-play, much like you and, and Clayton do every Friday. We would do um, a show, um, uh, a dad of one of the childs on the team. We would do a show every Friday, and that's kind of how I got my, my feet wet. But that was more of a play-by-play slash color uh, gig. Um, On-air-wise, I just always like to be in front of the camera. I mean, my friends and I would film home movies, and so I always wanted to be the main actor in those. And I just like being in front of the camera, and so I, I really didn't get um, my feet wet with like sitting in front of a camera and, and doing sports um, probably until I was in college, and um, it just came naturally to me. It wasn't, you know, obviously you get nervous with those things, but um, I never once second guessed myself, and and it just just kind of came to me and uh and here we are now do you ever get nervous in this line of work because i have a lot of friends that always be like oh me being from pittsburgh and everything they'll say oh don't you want to go back to pittsburgh and do it i'm like yeah kind of but at the same time i get nervous that then your 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 passions because uh, obviously you're passionate about your job and, and the local stuff and, and we and we both are with that but you know we kind of have that thing that we don't cover that's sports related that's out of the purview of what we're doing here do you ever get nervous doing sports that you're afraid that's going to turn into work? I only get nervous when I'm unprepared. Um, that's really it. I mean, there are our Friday night frenzy football shows that we do. And, and there are some Fridays I've used, as you have witnessed where we're running behind and we haven't gotten any, everything sent for our show and people are scrambling and, and you, you have no choice, but to get out, out onto the, onto the set. Um, because you have deadline, and that's the mm-hmm. biggest thing with this business is there are de- daily deadlines. And so if I go out for a show and I'm, I'm wondering, okay, did I did I write that correctly or did I cut that video correctly? That's when I'm a little nervous. Um, but overall, you know, I've been doing this now for a few years where I've kind of been through everything, the ups and the downs. So you kind of 
know what to expect when things crash and burn. You, you have to play it live. There's nothing you can do. You can't say, oh, we'll do a take two and start over. You got to go with the flow. And so that's really it. When it comes to the sports, again, that just goes back to preparation. Like I know football more so than I, more so than soccer or hockey. Um, but that's only because I, I do it more often. I cover it more often. But if I do prep work beforehand, I feel much more comfortable with what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, it's just a preparation thing. And it's something you encounter every day because with our line of work, we have deadlines every day. Like I have a show coming up here at 6 o'clock tonight. And uh, if I don't budget my time wisely, then I'll be running out to the set. And those are the moments where I'm like, second guessing okay did i did i do everything correctly or i'm because then you, you make a fool of yourself on air you have to recover yeah. so so preparation it all goes back to preparation it makes it, it honestly blows my mind to think of you know when we when we do our radio shows and stuff we we prepare you know we get like an hour or two of uh, this prep time stuff you on the other hand you guys are out there especially on a friday night running around to all these games it's like four hours that you're just shooting then you got to get back in there you put all this stuff together and it all comes down to what, like 12, 15 minutes maybe? Yeah, yeah, just about. And there's another example, too. I remember a couple of years ago, and I'm sure Purdue basketball fans don't want to remember this, but when Isaac Hawes broke his elbow in that first round of the NCAA tournament game, um, we didn't really know what was going on, and, and I had two shows that I was obligated to do that evening after their first round win, and it was within maybe 15 minutes of going on air. I had everything all scripted and ready to go. I knew what I wanted to say in regards to the, to the game that we got a press release from Purdue saying that Isaac was going to be out for the rest of the tournament. And then you have to, you have to reformulate everything you wanted to say. And at that point I didn't have time to really go over uh, my notes or to send stuff back to the station so that they knew what I was thinking. You have to play it live. And so I remember being on the court because it was in between the first and second session in Detroit and there were several cameras around me and, and I'm like, you know, I just have to roll here. There's nothing I can really do. And I remember kind of rehearsing before I went on, on camera and the people around me turned their heads and they're like, wait, Isaac's done for the season. And I knew it was kind of like, wow, this is kind of a breaking news story here where no one really knew what was going on. And, and because we're, you know, we're one of the main outlets and, and greater loss yet this is how people were going to find out their information so um but again that goes back to you know just like things happen and you and you have to just be ready for it and and to just do your best because you're going to have ups and downs with this business and and so it's the way you persevere through it i think you guys have especially with your program and your anchors you guys have a real special connection with the uh, with, with the student fan bases around i mean because there are a lot of, everybody loves to be on the camera. Everybody loves you guys too. I mean, go out and you see some of these student sections and print out the big heads of you guys. What what is that uh, connection like for you uh, with the students here uh, locally at the games? And what does that mean to you? It means a lot. I mean, it's. Uh, I always say one of my favorite things about this job that I have right now is is how the relationships that I've developed um, because it's it's a small community. And uh, while people are so fixated on making that next jump from the small market that they're in to a bigger place, I don't think they truly understand that you, you don't have those same relationships when you go to a bigger city. And this is a tight-knit community. And because we're, we're you know, one of the few outlets here for um, information gathering media, you know, we go to West Lafayette High School. We go to Harrison High School. We go to Lafayette Jeff. And it's not just we go, just go to the game and leave. 
we actually talk to people, and that's one of the main things I enjoy about this job is is just having gotten to know so many good people, and uh, and it's something I'll you know I'll cherish from here on out. But the fans, and it's so cool when you go and everyone loves being in front of the camera. You know, when you pop up the camera in a student section, people want to be seen, and it makes me happy to see people happy when you got them in this moment or you're throwing Friday Night Frenzy T-shirts to them in the student section or. Newton and the Harrison press box is giving you a shout out on the field. Like that stuff makes you happy. Um, and it's one of the main reasons why I, I do this job. I tell you what, you just, you're never prepared for that connection that you're going to make with the community. Cause I think when we come into this, we, we come into this business and we're, we're young and people talk about relationships, that kind of stuff. But you really don't get it until you spend a couple years here and you get entrenched in it. And uh, man, you really just get a great feel for it. Don't you? Yeah. It's funny because when I first got out here coming from, coming all the way from Maine, I didn't know a darn thing about this area aside from the fact that Purdue University was, was in town. That's all I knew about, and just the history with Purdue football and Purdue basketball. Um, and it took me a while to really get a feel for this area and what teams are good, what athletes are good, um, because I had no idea. And, and for the first few months, I was like a chicken with its head cut off. I, was, I just felt way in over my head with everything that was going on. And one of the benefits of having stuck around so long now is I just feel like I've, I've planted some roots and I've gotten to know some people. Um, and uh, the relationships, like I said earlier, like those mean more than anything else to me. Um, and you really get to know those people through the high school athletic scene here. Andrew Pogar from the Friday Night Frenzy, WLFI. I mean, they just do such a great job of promoting our local athletes and uh, the surrounding counties. A lot of work goes into 15 whole minutes on a Friday night, but darn it, they do a fantastic job, you along with Dakota. Hey, buddy, I, I really appreciate you. I know we're normally just talking football. It's usually just a casual back and forth. You know, we'll we'll talk about who we think's winning, who, who we think's uh, not going to win, and, and all that. Yeah, we got pretty deep here, didn't we? Yeah, no, thanks for considering me for this. And, yeah, we'll definitely talk X's and O's with high school football here pretty soon. But, uh, again, thanks for having me on. And a big thanks to Andy for being on the po- on the uh... and a big thanks to Andy for being on the podcast. Uh, he's so used to asking the questions. I don't think he's ever been comfortable getting the questions asked to him. But I did a great job, and really, you guys just don't even realize how much work it goes into putting together that fifteen minutes, uh, twenty minutes that they do with the Friday Night Frenzy. I'm always amazed. So Andy, Dakota, the rest of the team behind the scenes do such a great job over there at LFI bringing you those highlights. So uh, let's continue here where uh, Pat Shanley, the Jeff Broncos, still undefeated, still number two in 6A. They went out to Richmond last week. And before we get into the performance of your squad coach, uh, you had a uh, you had Marquise Munoz, who uh, set some career marks, and then you also had a kicker, uh, who was an absolute unit, by the way, at like 260-some-odd pounds, uh, set a kicking record for you guys. So talk a little bit about that first before we get into the game. Yeah, Marquise... Uh... Uh, he broke he's broke the touchdown record the i think the career scoring record uh rushing record and there's shoot there's one other that didn't come to mind right now but uh yeah he he broke that um uh, just over the last two weeks and uh you know one one cool thing about marquise is he's given credit i think he wrote a couple hand handwritten notes to a couple different people uh that that have had something to say about that uh accomplishing that goal and just to thank them over the you know, for, for all they've done to support him and, and help him accomplish his goals and stuff like that. So uh, pretty neat there. And then Elias, um, Elias has worked really hard, man. He, he's out here kicking every day, multiple times a, a week over the summer on his own. And 
you know, funny story on him. We, we didn't even know he was a kicker until his freshman year. He showed up one day kicking a rubber Walmart football <laughs> and booting it from about 40. And, uh, hey, we might want to give this kid a shot. You know, he, he's got ice water in his veins. He, he hit a couple field goals that helped us to beat uh, Westfield his freshman year in the sectional game and, and drilled one against LC that helped seal that game. So um, he's been really consistent for us over the last three years and uh, need to see uh, need to see him get a record and, 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 and all the hard work that he puts in and time and effort he puts in and, and, and get a little bit of, of a kickback for that. So yeah, and, and we're proud of those guys. For the folks that aren't familiar with him, uh, he, he's a bit of a unit, isn't he? He's a bigger kid. You wouldn't expect him to be your field goal kicker, right? No, he's not built like a kicker. Um, he, he squats over 400 pounds and benches close to 300 pounds. He loves the weight room. Um, so, yeah, he, he's not your stereotypical long, uh, lanky, and, and really flexible kicker. He, he, he can bend. He, he stretches about every single day. But, uh, yeah, he's a strong kid. He's a really strong kid. and His leg continues to get stronger and stronger. He's right at the... You know, right at the cusp of, of putting it in the end zone almost every time. We like to do a lot of different things with our kickoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I imagine next year, um, you know, he'll, he'll be putting it five yards deep in the end zone if he keeps working. Last week we talked to you about this trip that you had to take to Richmond. You thought that this would be good for the team because you were going to have to travel. Uh, if you win a sectional, you know, probably do a regional or semi-state at one point in the, uh, in, the, in the tournament. So you guys go down to Richmond, you get that 54-12 to win. Uh, how do you feel like the team handled that test then and maybe that, uh, uh, maybe well, I guess you'd call it what, a, a warm-up to uh, maybe, maybe what you're going to have to do in the state uh, tournament? How would you feel that they went? Well, um, not as good as we'd hoped, honestly. Uh, our warm-up wasn't real clean, and that hadn't been an issue all year, but uh, it just seemed like maybe our focus wasn't quite there. Uh, like it needs to be. So hopefully um, we learned some lessons there. And offensively, we had more penalties than we're accustomed to. So so I think that's a good teachable moment for our guys offensively in that we've got to get off the bus and be locked in. And, and uh, if you're not, you know, you're going to play pretty sloppy. So, you know, we, we did some things really well, but overall we weren't as crisp and sharp as we needed to be. And I, I attribute that to a lack of focus. Uh, you had to uh, start Brady Preston in this one because uh, Max was dealing with that uh, leg issue. So uh, what was your evaluation of his performance? I thought Brady played really well. Um, he, he missed some throws. I think that, uh, you know, if he had been practicing at all, you know, every single practice all off season, he wouldn't have missed. But, you know, for the most part, he was sharp. Um, we had a few drops. Again, that, that weren't necessarily his fault. He's putting it right where it needed to be, and guys just didn't make a play. But, Overall, um, I thought we really pushed the tempo, and he did a good job of that, getting guys lined up, getting them in the right spot, and getting it to the right people. So for being his first varsity start, first night out there, uh, you know, calling the shots under the lights, I thought he handled himself very well, and I thought the guys rallied around him really well. How was the overall health of your team? How would you describe that? I know uh, we talked uh, we talk every week, but a couple weeks ago you talked about trying to get some of these guys maybe rested a little bit, some of these guys that were nicked up. I mean, that you had a heck of a uh, first uh, four games. So uh, how do you feel the overall health of your team is right now? I think we could have everybody in uniform and playing on Friday if we needed to be. Um, uh, you know, I guess really aggressive with it. I, I think right now our goal is to be playing and having everybody 100% healthy come playoffs. So we're still probably going to hold a couple of guys out. Um, not going to be too specific on who that is, but um, overall I think our, our health is really, really good. Um, we're, we're hopefully, knock on wood, getting healthy at the right time. Taking on the Logansport Berries this week, a, uh, a squad one and six on the season. So uh, when you're checking out the uh, Berries on tape, uh, what kind of problems can they present the Broncos this week? Well, they've got a Hall of Fame head coach. He's won over 200 games. Coach Johnson does a great job there. Uh, they run the wing tee as well as anybody. 
They're just extremely well-schooled on it. Uh, defensively, he just gets guys in the right spots. You're not going to outnumber them anywhere. Um, so he, he does a great job there. They're just, they're just really sound in everything that they do, and, and their kids play exceptionally hard. Um, for, for two quarters, they really had Tech on the ropes, and Tech has much improved this year. So, um, you know, they just kind of pounded a rock and, and milked the clock, and, and, and um, they do some things really, really well. I mean, they're, they're on the cusp of just breaking through and, and, and getting better. He's gonna, sooner or later, Coach Johnson's gonna get the, he's going to turn the corner with that program. Coach Pat Shanley, Jeff Broncos, uh, now 7-0 and and uh, looking to close out the uh, NC season here uh, with the next couple of games, Logansport and Tech. Coach, uh, appreciate it. Uh, best of luck to you on Friday, and uh, you know, best of luck with that sectional draw on Sunday. Hopefully that is uh, fortuitous for the Broncos. Hey. Thanks so much, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Jared. Appreciate it. Thanks for all you do. I'm not kidding you or exaggerating in the least bit when I tell you that 30 minutes after I did that conversation with Pat Shanley, like I had text messages. Uh, there's this kicker bench pressing like uh, it was like 265 two times. Like he's sending me all these pictures and stuff. Uh, I, I love it. Coach gets. Uh, I love it when coaches get so gassed up about their players. Uh, honestly, we have five of the best coaches. I will tell you that right now. Five of the best coaches anywhere. I put them up against anybody. They love their kids. Doing such a great job. And uh, another guy that will uh, send me a text here and there, too, bragging on his kids is Brian Nay. Uh, they are hitting themselves a win streak here right now, three in a row, trying to uh, right that ship. Uh, of course, they had the last couple of years have not been what the program has been accustomed to, but uh, they continue to develop their dudes. And now their third win in a row shutout last week against Twin Lakes. Coach, you were telling me off the air. Uh, so this was what the this is the first three game win streak since when? 2016. Nice, congratulations on that. Uh, Scott Mannering and company always a uh, tough game there, and uh, this is the second week in a row that you guys were playing that uh, wing kind of variation. Uh, talk a little bit about your team's performance up there at Twin Lakes last week. Um, you know, I thought we moved the ball well. Uh, we, we had some, you know, we had trouble, you know, finishing in the end zone. Joaquin Gallo uh, was clutch with uh, two field goals. Uh, we were able to punch it in one time. Um, you know, the, the offensive line, you know, just continues to improve. Uh, and then, um, you know, Kai Schrader was able to, you know, we gave it to him 28 times. It's the most we've given it to him in probably the last two years. Uh, he was able to turn that into 156 yards uh, and a score. Average, average right at five a five a clip. So uh, you know we were happy that we were able to find uh, we were able to find success in the running game. Uh, you know to, to to seal it in the fourth quarter. I think uh, we were able to we were able to take eight minutes off the clock, uh, which really you know which really uh, you know helped secure that that uh, you know that close win up at Twin Lakes. You know they were they you know Coach Manning is always going to have those guys ready to play. Um, that you know they caused you know they caused us some issues uh, with their pressure packages and and uh, you know varying their uh, their their coverage schemes, um, but uh, it was nice to be able to it was nice to be able to pound the rock a little bit, um, which you know isn't something that we're we're necessarily known for. Um, so that was you know that that was that was great to see and and and, and it's you know. It's been, uh, you know, it's great to to have that developing for us, you know, at the right time when when the weather's going to start turning, you're gonna have to turn to your run game a little bit more. So, well, I know that you know you had a lot of youth, especially uh, places like the offensive line. I know on the defense too, you had some youth over on that side. And when I saw you September the twentieth, we were talking, we we're getting ready for Tipton, and 
you guys had started out uh, what one and three there, had that loss to West Lafayette, and and your message to your team was like, you know, keep keep the course, keep working hard, and uh, keep grinding it out, and things will get better. Now things are getting better. Do you feel like that your team is finally starting to hit their stride as you go into the second to last week of the regular season? Yeah, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to our coaching staff. The plan's the plan. The plan has been the plan since we've since we've gotten here, um, and credit to them on staying the course and maybe sometimes talking me out of maybe getting a little antsy and, and trying to, to change some things up. They've they've really stuck to their guns, and, you know, this is what we do, and it's, it's starting to pay dividends. And, 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 you know, development takes some time. The process takes some time, but, you know, we told the kids, you know, as long as you, as, as long as you love it and uh, it's going to start loving you back, and, and I think they're starting to see that happening. They're working the weight room. Um, you know, just their their constant daily daily work with what we call you know our our daily stuff: your tackle circuits, your uh, you know your blitz pickups, your your inside run periods. They they get monotonous, especially when it's the same thing over and over again. But um, you know, through that, uh, you know, through that, and you know, so fortunate enough to so fortunate to be you know in the Hoosier Conference. The Hoosier Conference stretches us, you know, it, and. Uh, and you know it really it really holds our feet to the fire early and often. And uh, you know same thing with with playing Tri West and Garen Catholic right off right out the gate. Uh, our kids are our kids are stretched, and and I think they're they're starting to feel, you know they're starting to feel that growth. They're starting to see that growth, and uh, you know they're really excited. They're really excited as to to what the rest of the season holds for them. I know you're uh, very proud of uh, how much the uh, all the work the JV kids have been putting in. I know. Uh, JV squad's got a good record, but you also talked about a lot of those guys trying to get them to step up to get those varsity reps. And uh, how has that been going? It's been a couple of weeks since we really talked about that, but have you seen some guys in the JV ranks maybe uh, start to play their way into varsity spots, or is that still a work in progress? Absolutely. They've, uh, we, we've had some guys who have, who, have, who have went from JV players to uh, varsity rotators. And uh, Aiden Schaefer, you know, his, he, he comes up. He was uh, critical. He was critical late in the game. Um, with with uh, it was a hot Saturday. You know we had a, we had a, a guy. You know a few guys uh, cramping. He he stepped up on the offensive line and the defensive line. He's a freshman. Um, Owen Munn came in last week and played receiver for us uh, when uh, you know Reese's knee was kind of giving him some problems. He was he wasn't able to cut. He wasn't wasn't explosive as he wanted to be. Uh, Owen Munn came in and, and, and played in the fourth quarter in, in that drive, he, and he played really well in that drive that kind of sealed the game for us. Um, so yeah, I mean guys are you know guys are buying into the message, and uh, you know the freshmen, the freshmen and sophomores who don't have who aren't who aren't able to get based on our academic day and our their academic you know load, they're not able to have the weights class during the day where we get a lot of our work done. So they come in two days a week, an hour before school. And they get the they get the workout in done. They get the workout in there. And even through you know not playing varsity, but being JV guys, they're dedicated. They you know they they 100% attendance every Tuesday and Thursday. And they they go in there. They get after it. They embrace it. They they embrace that. Uh, you know they they understand what it takes. What it, what it takes to get this thing back to where uh, the Central Catholic community deserves it to be. And uh, you know, I feel like you know it's it's definitely been a player led culture. And, uh, you know, that's really a testament to our seniors, um, you know, not really alienating anybody on the team. They've, 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 they've embraced everybody. They, 
um, you know, I don't feel like we're very, I don't feel like we're, we're clicky as a team. It's, 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 you know, all in going all out. So, uh, they've really embraced that. And, and our seniors, you know, Pete Spencer, Kai, Kyle Onk and Kai Schrader, Danny Roach, they really, uh, you know, the, the guys that people really listen to, um, you know, they embrace everybody and they've really, they've really led this, led this culture. And, and I feel like, you know, when you, when, when you start having a, a player led culture, um, that's when special things start to happen, and it's not just the coaches trying to trying to get everybody up. So, the uh, Benton Central Bison. I mean, everybody in the area knows it's it's been a struggle for them over the last uh, couple of seasons. Zero and seven on the season right now, but uh, you, you know now that you built this momentum here, you definitely don't want to be looking past anybody. So, when you're uh, looking at tape this week, what are some of the things? Uh, maybe some of the players over there, Benton Central, that you've been pointing out to your players. Dangerous team. I mean, um, we have week that we have. So when you get to this point in the season, you don't necessarily trade the last two because you might have one of those games. Um, so you get to this point in the season, and they pick a game even from you know they pick Tri West, we pick their senior game. So we see we have you know we're watching we have from week two all the way you know to now, and uh, and it's a it's a much they improve every week. That's one thing I that's one thing I noticed. I have a I have a great deal of respect for Coach Hammond. Those kids, I mean, they're in a tough situation. They're, he's trying to change the culture. He's, he's trying to build. And, and one thing that really impresses me is in, in some of these games that might have got away from them, man, they're playing till the, they're playing till that last till, till, the, till the last horn. And that's, you know, that's, that, that's impressive to me. And, and, and the, the improvement they've made, this is a dangerous team. And, and once it clicks for them, um, you know, I think, I think you're going to start seeing, you're, you're going to start seeing some different results. So, you know we're not we're not looking we don't we we don't, we don't we're not in a position to be able to look by anybody um, just with um, you know because we're kind of come we're kind of coming out of that same struggle and trying to get it right and trying to get it clicking again um, you know we have we have a lot of respect the, the heart of that kid is one that 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 sticked out to me he he's probably their, I feel like he's their best athlete definitely dangerous um, on defense and on offense they they've got a lot of two way guys but. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I'm impressed with 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 the the strides that they've made throughout the course of the year, and and hats off to Coach Hammonds because they they continue to show up and they continue to prove every improve every week. Uh, win on Friday night gives Central Catholic a three and one record in the West that would put them at uh, second for the uh, crossover, five and three on the season, and would definitely start to build some momentum as uh, they head into the sectionals to draw again. On Sunday, Coach Brian Nay, hey, we always appreciate the time, buddy. Best of luck this week, and uh, I hope the sectional draw is kind to you guys. I appreciate it. Appreciate you guys and everything you do for uh, Lafayette High School Athletics. Big thanks to Coach Nay and uh, all the coaches for being on, Andy Pogar for being on. Don't forget this Friday night, 98.7 WASK, we'll have uh, live coverage of Harrison and Kokomo, that one out at A.J. Rickard Field. That'll be on 98.7 WASK. You can also download the WASK mobile app and listen to us for free streaming on your mobile devices. I want to thank you again for tuning in to the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. Excited for next week's episode because we get to start talking about sectional draws. Uh, that'll be nice and uh, very interesting to see how that the 3A1 plays out with West Lafayette. So we'll be discussing all that more next week on the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening.